Think of your favorite story, song, work of art, or movie. What makes it stand out to you? Whatever that thing is, that's what makes it original. As content creators, this is what we strive for, work that is unique to our artistic voices. Welcome to episode two of Creating, a podcast for young creatives by young creatives. My name is Ted, and I'm joined by my pal Costa. And today, we're talking about originality. Let's get into it. Originality. We all know what originality is. It's just making an idea your own. Uh Uh-huh. Simply. Um, And I was sort of, over the last week, thinking about what can artists do to make something original. Now, I usually write stories. Um, I have written music. I think music is a little bit different as far as originality goes because music can be super personal. So, like, as far as, like, a music, music doesn't necessarily have, like, a story. So it's not going to be... The only thing that's original in music, I guess, is, like, the melodies. You don't want to steal a melody. You don't want to steal a melody, but you're all all composing from... A finite number of notes. Yeah, and there's always and, and stuff. So yeah. you can't be completely original. No, but I don't think you can be completely original with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what I mean by that is here. You know, what the point that I was thinking about a lot was that everything um, has kind of been done. Not not everything, but every basic idea that a human could probably anyone could probably think of for a story is probably so been every. Done. So, and what I'm saying is every stereotype, every stereotypical story you can think of, every stereotypical superhero story, you know, every stereotypical okay, well, crime story. I want you to read just out loud the, the first point that I wrote down on my notes here. Every story has not already been told. And I underline not. So, I yeah, I think the the opposite of that. I think the inverse is is true, that there are stories out there waiting to be told. I don't think that we've hit everything. I don't think that, that every original idea has already been told. Well, let me rephrase what, I, what I'm saying then. I guess what I'm saying, I'm not saying every story has been told. Okay. I'm saying, I think every, like, idea, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'll just read what okay. I wrote. Yeah, tell me I'll read what more I wrote. about your notes. Here's the best way to put it. I think everybody comes up with a, I think most people, when you're dealing with a genre, let's say I'm writing a fantasy story. Mm-hmm. I start with a very similar idea. I start with an idea that is very similar to all these other fantasy stories, like Lord of the Rings or The Elder Scrolls. Sure, sure. But it is ultimately the writing, the characters, the mood, and the aesthetic, and the setting that can that can make it different, which is literally like everything that goes into the story. Yeah. But what I'm saying is... <laughs> So this isn't making much sense, is it? What I'm saying is you can start with it, you can start with the same idea and you can literally have it be like the same sort of setting almost. But like I'll take away setting. I'll say the characters and like the mood is what really changes it. So I can have a story that is in the same world as Lord of the Rings or like in a very similar mm-hmm, world. Mm-hmm. But as long as my characters are very memorable and different from the other from the Lord of the Rings characters, and as long as the mood of the story is different, like what if I had a noir type crime story in a fantasy world? That is like interesting and different. Okay, but is that original? You're taking two concepts that already exist and you're blending them. Does that make that a new original idea? Is the idea to blend them 
unique to you? I think the original idea comes from, like I said, the story and the characters. Okay. So I want to make a fan. I want to write a fantasy novel. That's what I want to do. Right. Right now, I'm still unoriginal. I'm being unoriginal at this point. I start adding some character archetypes. You know, I have the the bold knight. I have the magical elf, and I have their companion, like their companions. Right. I'm still at this point being unoriginal. They are going on a quest to go fight a dragon. Unoriginal. Still unoriginal. Still unoriginal. But I have along the way, I have some character drama between them, and they have unique personalities and. They are their own characters that have have never really been seen before. This is now an original story. I I think I'll, I'll yes. Maybe not necessarily what you said. Like the whole fighting the dragon thing, that's not original. Like it has to Yes, the characters may be original, but that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily make it an original story. What I'm trying to say is you let's let's set it in this fantasy world, but then Something you've told me a lot is you like when people subvert expectations. I do. I really so do, yes. So if you're in a fantasy world, you, ex- you the first thing you usually think of is, okay, a, a hero fighting a monster. That's exactly, that's exactly, exactly what, what I said. Exactly what you just yeah, said, yeah. Right? Because that's so what I if somebody, of. if somebody wrote a fantasy story that um, was not about a hero and was instead about, like, just a just a fisherman? What uh-huh. if it was just about a fisherman who, who went along... Just about the trials of being a fisherman in this fantasy world. That to me is original. What like okay? And 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 there are different levels of originality. Yes, you could go and then create your own world that's never ever ever been seen before mm-hmm. and thought of before. That is also originality. I'm just saying that's a lot harder, especially now with all yes. the media we have, than it is to do what I'm talking about, which is take play off of things that have been done already mm-hmm. and then change them to the point where it is original. That's probably the most, you're right, that's probably the most common or possible type of originality right now is because I don't think every story ever has already been told. Like, I, I don't even think every type of story has been told. Like, we have defined genres, but I wouldn't be so, I mean, if you went, if we go back and and we go back, you know, you know, hundred fifty plus years or something like that now, or or however long, you know, science fiction is not a genre; it doesn't exist. Science fiction wasn't a genre for a while. Like that's a new genre that appeared because technology, there was, technology was being developed, and so stories that involved that technology started being told. Could we see another genre pop up and open up a whole well, realm for original yeah, ideas? Yeah, I was thinking that as yeah, you, that, as you were... I think that could happen. We don't know. We don't have that I, that idea right now. Um, it seems like it seems like from where I'm standing, every store, like every every core story, every genre has its basic stories. Um, you know, science fiction has their its set of stories. Fantasy has its set of stories. Noir, westerns. These all these genres all have basic stories and if you do anything similar to them you're automatically stamped on original and that's not quite right but i i don't think uh like like you were saying is that you can have original concepts by adapting and subverting expectations in old ones that is going to be the easiest way to come up with something original you take a known story and you add and i think the best the best ways to add personal experiences to it you know, we can take, we can go write that fantasy story, and 
instead of fighting the dragon, those characters could be dealing with personal issues that maybe you and I have experienced in our lives, right? Right. Because then that's an original perspective, you know? Yeah, you're in this fantastical world, and yet they're dealing with... They're dealing with issues that everyday yeah. life might might throw at you. So, yeah. I think what I think another thing that you can do for originality, sort of in this same um, realm of discussion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is I, we kind of already touched on it: mixing genres. Okay. So, like Firefly, like yeah, the show yeah, Firefly, it's yeah, a western, western in space, yeah. and I think that's awesome. That really is that, awesome. That that is original, and Firefly is considered original. It's uh-huh. got its own set of the style it's voice style it's it's, yeah, yes yeah. exactly and well it didn't necessarily it did i wish it had more commercially seasons, it didn't do yeah it, it didn't do as well as it could have it's one of my favorites but, it's a great show um it's it's that same thing we've also been exposed to this new comic series that's coming out yeah we were Ta- talking, talking about, about it actually we, we spoke about it briefly before. yeah uh it's called coda mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of what we're talking about as well it's it's a fantasy genre but it's post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. So, like, we've all seen post-apocalyptic stories, and pretty much the majority, or at least the mainstream post-apocalyptic stories that we've seen take place at least within, like, a modern world. Yeah, like, or, I think or a that's world that's standard. similar to yeah. ours. Even you can even go back and you look at the Fallout games, but those are still... Well, they do kind of they, have their own original... I'll, it's still supposed to sort of it's be modern. It's closer in the future, to our, kind of even the future, but it's based off of a more modern. It's still based time. on Earth. Yeah, it is. So, so this, so yeah, you approached me with this story that this Coda uh, comic book, and we talked about it actually completely unrelated to the podcast. Um, I thought it was super cool. I I don't know anything about it beyond what you've told me. But then, actually, funny enough, it ended up in both of our notes for this podcast yeah. when we were talking. Well, it was funny because we were talking about it. Um, we were just talking about fantasy, mm-hmm. and we were—I was the one saying I want there to be something different. Yeah, in fantasy, yeah. it all feels the same. And then, lo and behold, this well, yeah. comic so, comes out of nowhere. So it's not—it's not impossible for for new and original ideas to come out. Um, we see them all the time. I think an original. So an original idea. Whether it's an adaptation of, of unoriginal concepts or a completely new type of story, that is the most intriguing storytelling. That's yeah. why we, as creators, we are, you know, striving to be original in everything. And and I think that um, we're kind of on the right path as far as, I mean, I'm not an expert, but mm-hmm. like if, the, from the media that I consume and and go to the movies and i see all that stuff and i think that we're on the right path for originality i think a lot of these new kind of independent films are becoming more original as the times Mm -hmm. change and i mean i like every you know films um and all all art kind of you know reflects what's going on in society so of course they're changing because of that but like i just think there's a lot of different concepts that are coming out uh, like sorry to bother you, I didn't see it. Oh, but wasn't I, it very yeah. original? The, uh, you, you told you were uh, Yeah, me. I'll talk about that one because we we spoke about Coda for a minute. So I'll bring my story into it. I guess sorry to bother you. Oh, I will not say a word about what that movie's about because definitely go see it. If if you are even interested a little bit, I encourage you to go see it. If the trailer didn't quite do it for you, that's okay. The movie is is so different than any 
movie I've ever seen before. It is such an original movie that even the trailer didn't do it justice. Um, I don't want to talk more about it, you know, because yeah, I yeah. don't. I want you to go see but it. it. Just... But you're right. You're right. There are, and it actually, and it's original because I think it subverts expectations. Exactly. Which isn't the only way to be original, but maybe it's the most common or um, most prevalent, you know, way that we see it being done. Right. Um, and we just talked about that yeah. for ten minutes. <laughs> but yes, I think yes. I think that's the main point that we're trying to say is that subverting expectations is probably the easiest way to, to to be original. But there there are plenty of other ways to so, do Yeah, it so we sure. we touched on a couple of examples of where we see originality in upcoming media or, or in new media. But why is this is a question I wrote down here, why is originality so important in work, in creative work? Why what do you think about What mean, do I think? About, yeah. Well the first thing I can think of when you ask me that question is i mean at the end of the day everybody hopes to be noticed mm-hmm. you want to be noticed you want your work to be noticed so if it is original enough you you hope that it'll be noticed because of that um original concept and you know of course it depends on what you're writing and maybe it won't do so well commercially but sure I think hopefully hopefully the audience is is intrigued enough and says, oh, this looks different enough for me to get into. And that's kind of scary, too, as a creator, because if I know there is an audience out there that loves science fiction, they love Star Wars, they love Star Trek, whatever, and I write a science fiction story as, as basic as it gets and as core science fiction as it gets, I know that the audience exists out there for that type of story. If I'm writing, you know, if I'm writing a completely new and original idea of something that might not already have an established audience, that's a little scary. Will people like it? Is there a group of people who will enjoy this type of story? Yeah. And you hope so. And you hope you can show it to the right people. But you're not, there's no way to be sure. Well, you know, the, the, the trap that you could fall into on that as well, you were just saying, there's an audience for Star Wars and Star Trek. There are... While they're both different, they're kind of similar in the sense that they're adventures. They're, they're staples they're, of the science fiction yeah. genre. That's kind so of why I chose them. When you write a story that is very similar to them, you might think to yourself, oh, there's an audience that enjoys these stories. If mm-hmm. I write a very similar story, people will enjoy it. Where I think a lot of the times the case will be, our people are going to say, that's too much like Star Wars. You're just copying yeah. Star Wars. So then it's like, where is this sweet zone between being original but also still being able to relate to yeah. that audience? You want it to be familiar, but you don't want it to look repetitive. Exactly. Right? And that is... And it's getting... That's, like we were saying, it's getting harder and harder as more and more stuff more and comes more out. Being and it's becoming more and more readily available. Yes. As well. Everybody, everybody now has a phone something. in their hand and they can... Yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. Everyone deserves to tell their stories. I oh, yeah. truly believe that. And there are so many platforms that you can now publish. You can self-publish stories like never before right now. Oh, yeah. That's why so many new ones are being told. And that makes it all the more difficult to come up with an original concept. Sometimes I find myself, uh, I have an idea and I write it down and I'm, you know, I'm excited about it. And I think this is really cool. And it's, it's totally original. But then I realized, oh, I was actually, that actually sounds a lot like something else I was thinking of earlier. You know, maybe I maybe I subconsciously like drew it from these other concepts, or maybe um, maybe that same story. And I've I've thought about this before. 
maybe this same story that I'm writing right now, somebody else is writing or somebody else already published and I <laughs> haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. been exposed to it. Because everybody can now publish their own original ideas and there are so many platforms for that to happen, it's totally possible for two people across the world to independently come up with the same idea. I think that's yeah, possible. It and, is. and, you know, that's a fine line because you want to do your research before you make any project and make sure you're not copying anybody subconsciously or, or unknowingly. But also you want your idea to, to stick out amongst any other, any similar concepts. I, I don't know if that makes too much sense, but maintaining, no, yeah, maintaining your own originality is, is very difficult when you are being influenced by stories subconsciously that you've read. Right. Right. So do you think that, um, originality we've, I know we have stated it already, mm -hmm. but just to get a finite answer sure, from you. Sure. Do you think that it is now harder to be original? I think it is. I think it absolutely is now harder to be original, uh, more so than any time before. And I think it will continue to be getting, it will continue to get more difficult to be original because there are more and more people writing stories today than there really ever has been. And these stories right. are getting more and more right. popular. And, and as we just said, there's so many ways to get it out there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's my it answer. Is, it is definitely harder, um, and I agree with that. I think and it is I, becoming harder. And I think on that point, the best way to stay original is to find your creative voice, whether whatever medium you're working with. Find your style. Define it. And then branch into other genres, branch into other mediums, and keep that style throughout. If somebody can look at one of my short films and it's a drama and then they look at one of my short films and it's a comedy and they look at another one and it is sci-fi or, or however, it, it is so many different genres. I branched out into lots of, you know, pre-existing ideas and I'm telling stories in different unoriginal settings, but I tell them all with a similar voice. I tell them all with a similar style and you can tell that that's my body of work. That is completely original. Yes. That's what I, I. That's what I think. We need. We need to stray away from the adaptations because it's a good thing to get you started. But if you want to develop an original style, you need to branch out, look at a bunch of different concepts, different unoriginal ideas, tweak them and make them make them your own. Make make all of them your own. I think. I think that finding your voice. So you're saying is, look at the stereotypes. Yeah. And then. Take all and the then, influence from them mm -hmm. and create your own. Exactly. 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 But do that consistently throughout your, your, body, different your, body your project, your body of work. Exactly. That's how you can maintain originality is I want somebody one day to read, to watch something or to read a story and say, that's a Costa Corrales story. And they might not know that I wrote it. I don't want my name. Maybe they don't see that I'm attached to the project, but I want them to see it. And you just realize that my style, it's original to me and it's unique to me. Like watching a Tarantino film. Yeah, like you are, exactly. You, that's a great example. I'm glad you brought that up. Tarantino has tackled the Western, you know? He's tackled the revenge film, right? He's even he, done he's some done, kung fu yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's done... Yeah, so he's branched out into... And, and they're mostly all dramatic for the, you know, for the most part, drama-driven movies. But there's humor in them. And it's... He's even done a world... I mean, he's done a World War II movie. Yeah. 
So you, yeah. you look at his body of work and you know, and he's actually about to do a, a, a biopic, you know, yeah. so, so he's branching out even more. And it's like, you know that all these movies are Tarantino movies, but what makes them original to him? It's his style, it's his voice, it's his way of telling the story, even though each story is kind of unoriginal. You look at, just, you, you look at Django, right? Django is this movie about a man who wants to get revenge and, uh, it's, it, well, not so much revenge, but it's about a man who is is wrongly treated who goes out to put an end to this kind of like wrongdoing and to save his wife. He, he's saving his wife yes is that a completely original story no that story or a similar story has been told before i'm sure in, in many books in mm-hmm. many you know and probably other movies too before that one what makes that one unique and original tarantino storytelling the way well, that, that, that story is put i think together. you're going back to what i was saying at the beginning the characters in that story make it original. Yeah. And yeah, the story Absolutely. Yes. The writing absolutely. and the characters make it original. So you can take a story and a setting that has pre-existed and, and turn it on its head, flip it around and make it something new. And it feels new and it feels exciting because you're telling it in your style. And I think, I think, I think that's, that's probably the best kind of storytelling. That's really intriguing to me. You know, I like Western movies. And so... Django is exciting to me because it's this it's this genre that I enjoy with this storyteller that I really enjoy as well. So it's a really good pairing and I, that would be I think um I think that that would be really interesting to have going forward as creators, you know, like I said. If right. my body of work, if your body of work can be recognized across the board, yeah. I think that's what everyone strives for. And for then sure. you know that it's original. Look at uh, uh another kind of auteur you know you look at wes anderson who has done a lot of his movies his movies you know they're wes anderson movies but at their core if you look at the i think grand budapest is probably his most original if you ask me um maybe fantastic fantastic mr fox is even based off of a book so it's not a completely original concept to him but what i'm trying to say is the dramatic tensions in a movie like the royal tenenbaums that family dynamic has existed before you right. know here here's a story about a family and here they're arguing with one another because of these reasons that kind of story has been told before like family dramas but anderson is able to completely make it an original story because of the way it's told you know um i had another quick question after we, we touched i think we touched pretty well on originality being important and why yes. it's important my other question was, at this point in time, because a lot of stories have been told already, does originality equal being strange, being weird? If a, if a movie is weird, I feel like a lot of people walk out of the theater and they say, well, that was a really original film. Like, that was like a new, interesting concept. Like, that was something different and unique. Well, I think people say that sometimes when they don't quite understand it. I, I think so, too. I think so too. But does not everybody, but some people. Because I've yeah come out of a theater where somebody is, I can just see the look on their face, yeah. and they're like, "Well, that was original." That was, uh, and I'm yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. You didn't get it. <laughs> not yeah, not in a right. mean way. I'm no, saying, no, no, but no. Yeah, it, 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 I, sometimes it can't. Does so? You're saying does originality equal being weird? At not all the time. I'm saying in this day and age, are can they be one and the same? Do you think that being strange and telling a strange story? is the same as being original. 
For my example, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but I wrote down about Under the Skin. Have you seen Under the Skin? No. That's with Scarlett Johansson. I forget who directed it or who wrote it either. Um, however, that is such a strange, bizarre, crazy movie. And it is one of and it's one of my favorite movies. So I really enjoy it. And it took me three or four watches to kind of get everything I needed to get out of it. It's one of those kinds of movies. But when I watched that movie, that is very clearly one of the most original films that I've watched. And it's because of the way the story is told. It's because of the story itself. And it definitely combines ideas from other stories, but it just does it in a completely unique way. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Teddy, I recommend you go watch it as well. Because I don't want to, again, I don't want to spoil it. Right. It's been out for a couple of years, but it's totally worth the watch. And I will call on that one to be my most original movie of recent memory. Well, here's what I'll say um, about does originality equal weird. Mm-hmm. Um, if we look at the list of nominated films for best film yeah. at the Academy yeah. Awards, I think the most original film on that list was Shape of Water. For this year, yeah. For yeah, this was Get Out was... on that list? Get Out was, was yeah, it was, was on best film. Yeah, I think Get Out and Shape of Water were the most original mm-hmm. because yes, they were a little bit they they were strange. Weird. They yeah. were they yeah. were not the typical story, and so like Shape of Water is the perfect example. It's not a monster movie per se, but like it but it, it, it takes it, this character from a monster film sort mm-hmm. of like a Riverman or a yeah the fish the, guy. the fish I guy. I know what you mean. Yeah, and it's a love story. And it's a love story. Yeah, and that that even just hearing that, it was like I want to go see this now because that's <laughs> odd. That's never been done before. Yeah, or and, and Get Out, you know, it was the same thing. It, it was just something it's, you haven't it's heard it's of. So before. unique that you want to go and know what it's about, and you want to see what this original idea is about. Right. And then when you have movies like that, of course they do spark an original kind of. Copies. Copies. Almost. Um, when I walked into Sorry to Bother You, I was under the impression that it was very similar to Get Out. And without spoiling anything, it is similar in some respects. I can see how... If you watch these movies back-to-back, you would probably... I think as far as subject matter, it's kind of the same. Subject matter, yes, but also the overall tone that gets set by the movies okay. is similar. That's that's what I was talking about mainly. And if you watch this movie back to back, you'll you'll kind of see that they can be paired very well. But sorry to bother you, bring so much so much originality to that same concept that it deserves to stand on its own. On its own, yeah. So I so I guess then where does when does a project earn that right? You know, what, and again, just... we're gonna. Re- <laughs> I think we've said this ten times now. It all goes back to taking a concept. And making the characters and the and the writing mm-hmm. just even a little bit different to make it original because everything is going to be based. Get Out is now going to kind of I feel like it's going to spawn a bunch of these, not copycats, but a lot of films in that similar genre. Just yeah. like Sorry to Bother You, yeah. And Sorry to Bother You, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but I know it's kind of about like telemarketing, probably, right? Or that's it, or that's in it, there, but that's oh, that's, that's, that's scratching. So the I don't surface. even know what it's about. Yeah, but it's just <laughs> like you know. If it can, it takes that concept and changes it, and yes. that that in itself is originality. Yeah, and that's what we strive for, all the time. Yes. Uh, one thing I wanted to t- touch on really quickly, um, 
and we won't talk about this for very long, but one medium I, I enjoy in particular, one medium storytelling is uh, comic books. I love graphic novels, but particularly when I'm talking about comic books, I'm talking about long-running stories. You know, you look at uh, Superman, Batman, and any of those those original heroes, and they have been going on for 75 plus years now. I think, I think Superman just hit a thousand issues on Action Comics, which is insane to think about. And you have so many different artists, so many different writers working on the same character and the same revolving cast of characters and the same settings and the same villains. But each new writer strives to bring something original to the table. Um, I'm going to look at really quickly uh, Spider-Man because I, I just I've been following those stories. And I know that this doesn't appeal. I know comic books isn't for everybody, so I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be a focus of our discussion today. But uh, Dan Slott just finished his run. He's a writer for comic books, and he just finished his run on Spider-Man, and he just totally brought an original Spider-Man to the to the book. And I thought that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And if you and I ever get the chance to adapt some sort of story that's already been told, we have to tell it in a new way. Mm -hmm. That character's already familiar, that story's already familiar, but we need to step in as creators and tell it in a new way. And that doesn't just apply to movies. If we're making a movie based on a book, it also applies to uh, any sort of medium. I think, you know, if you are an artist and you are drawing the same subject matter, maybe of another artist, but you do it in your own style again, that's an original piece, which is crazy to think about. Like, that's so cool to me. Yeah. I love... Yeah. I love exploring art in that way where you can look at this, the same subject being painted by two different artists and see you know them on a personal level based on how they approach it or something. You know? Yeah, I, I, there's a, I'm a big Star Wars guy. Yeah, and there's a big there's a comic coming out in uh, October, all about Darth Vader's castle. Which was, okay. in, which was introduced in Rogue One, sure, or whatever. Sure, if anyone yeah. doesn't know, <laughs> and it's it's being released in October because they're making it like scary kind of Halloweeny horror stories taking oh, place okay. in Vader's castle That's because awesome. it's the perfect setting. It's very ominous looking. It's yeah. dark and scary looking. So what what I'm getting at is. That's a. It's gonna be an original story within an already like established universe, mm -hmm. and so somebody is is taking this, yeah, this these these already established characters and putting them into a horror story in Star Wars, it, which is awesome. That's exactly, and, and that's and that's what you're. I think that's exactly, what you're talking about. exactly what I was talking about. Maybe I didn't I didn't put it quite right, but you got it. I think that, you know, obviously you can create original characters, you can create an original setting. We talked about all that, but also adapting something to make it original adapting pre-existing stories is possible pre-existing art as well is, is very possible definitely um where do we i, I don't I have a list of questions <laughs> that's okay if keep you going. have one for keep me going. Have... i didn't write any questions no, okay i have i have one more um where does homage stop in terms of being original because we talked about adapting and all of that if I love Tarantino movies and I want to make an homage to Quentin Tarantino, by definition I'm being unoriginal. I have to be. Because I want I want the I want the style to be similar to him. I don't think so. Well you it depends it depends on how you go about it. If you if you go into it with the intention of I'm gonna make this 
in the style of Tarantino, um, you could start going into unoriginal territory. Yeah. But let's say you wanted to have an homage to one of his characters or one of his... You, you could make an homage to an entire film that he had and mm-hmm. you could do that within two minutes in a story. Like you could have a reference to one of his films. Mm-hmm. Let's say I wanted to make a character who was like Han Solo. I'll use Star Wars again sure. just because it's easy for me yeah. to make the comparison. If I'm writing a character who in my head might be sort of similar to Han Solo, I don't want to give him all the same traits. I want to make him a loner who travels through space mm-hmm. in a ship and make him like a, you know, a scrag, like, a, you know, the the, yeah. the the smuggler pirate kind of guy. But I could have a scene where, okay, he is this rough kind of guy. Okay, I'll have him uh, flip a coin to the bartender and say, sorry about the mess. That is an homage. And maybe I don't make him say sorry about the mess, but I have him just do something similar to yeah. Han Solo. And that way, and it's still my character, but he's it's he, it's he's it's showing people that I have in, that he's influenced by yeah. Star Wars. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay, so it has to. I think basically it has to remain a small, a small. It needs to be like me, it yeah. almost needs to be like a cameo. <clears throat> Yeah, like, a little, like, like a the little story, reference or a nod, a nod to, but it can't be too significant. Because then, because be. then at that point you're you're almost copying. It's exactly. Almost being just, yeah, right. You're almost plagiarizing the character. Well, <laughs> well, I know. So I think um, we hit most of my questions. You sure? Do you want to add anything to, um, to the discussion here? About I don't know. I, I feel like I mean, I feel like we kind of have an, a a point that we've continue to go back to which is that you, you all you have to do to be original at the end of the day is borrow from um a bunch of different sources and make it your own mm-hmm. and, and and don't you know what i'm you know we've, yeah. we've said that a bunch of times yeah well you you, as... you take you in you take influence from other sources and you kind of mesh it together yeah. to form your own sort of thing yeah now being the age that we are and not being professionals that means that our voices are not our artistic voices are not very well defined yet. That's okay. So we don't have that. I don't think. I think that over time, the more projects we work on and the more stuff that we make, it's not apparent to everybody. You know, you couldn't watch. I I don't think at this point that that you could watch one of my my short films and say that's a Costa Corrales original movie. I don't no. think I have enough. I don't. Ha- I don't have a large enough body of work. I haven't had enough experience to have my original voice yet. And that is okay. If you're listening out there right now and you're worried that you don't have your original voice yet, that is okay. That comes with practice. That comes with time. And that comes with lots of projects. Not only voices, original artistic voices don't only exist with an individual as well. I think that teams can be original as a whole together. Uh, I want to talk about the original uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. That Peter Jackson brought an amazing vision to Middle Earth, and he breathed life into those films, and he knew exactly what he was doing. But he worked with the with Weta Digital, you know, and he worked with very closely with his writers, um, and with the entire crew on those movies. And without them, that those movies would not be the movies they are. So you're saying it's the, everybody. The, the ensemble that, is what yes. So that crew, that the the people that worked together on those films created original fantasy films together so it, it can be originality can be a funnel of everybody's ideas working on one project and you create an original project it's not and i just wanted to clarify that i think it was implied in what we said anyways yeah. but 
it's not just whatever I worked on and whatever Teddy worked on. It's if we both combine our original ideas and we work on one project, it becomes, we, it becomes I think, even more original, which is crazy to think yeah. about because I'm going to think of things you're not and you're going to think of things I'm not going to think of. And it just, when we play off of each other and especially even a bigger team, a bigger crew, playing off of one another as creators is very important. The way that you know we think about projects is going to differ and that's a good thing it can spark something that is completely new completely fresh and original and that's what people that's what content consumers like to see yeah yeah i agree <laughs> i do agree with that i i i mean i don't really have anything else to say about that because you made a good point like it yeah, just good. if everybody brings something to the table it will come out original yes hopefully hopefully now originality does not always equal quality I, no. I think I think that that is important because if everyone brings something to the table and you create something that's unbalanced and messy and doesn't even really make much sense, then of course it's not going to be well received. Right. So that is a dangerous trap to fall into. It's important to all work together and create something that is unique, but uniquely complete is is the kind of the important mm -hmm. note to yeah. Yeah, because it can become, it could become a jumbled mess yes. if yes. too many people are, like, there needs to be a kind of a ringleader who's guiding yes. the discussions and, and the this creation. Is, this is with like, any artistic project, too. For oh, a yeah. film, that's its director. Oh, its director sure. needs to take those original ideas and adapt them into a complete work. But for any project, you know, you mentioned by the beginning of this episode, you were talking about uh, how you wrote music. If you're writing music as part of a band... Well, every band member deserves to have some input on their own like respective parts. But at the end of the day, someone needs to turn that all into one complete song or right. one complete album. I'd actually say because I do have some experience yeah. in a band, mm -hmm. we didn't really like go anywhere, but it, we did pretty well. Uh, like for high schoolers, we had fun and we wrote some good songs for what we were doing. And in that band, you know. I think what I, I think music is the is probably like the hardest one to uh, be in a group setting with because it can it can vary so much. <laughs> Tensions can rise. I'm sure. Tensions can rise, yeah. and it can and and an idea for a song can just vary so much more uh -huh. because with storytelling it's easy to sort of compromise, and not that it's not easy to compromise with music, but it's just a different, it's a totally different format. Yeah. It's so so weird. <laughs> it's like it's hard, but through that process again that it does come process, yes you, it does come out as it, its own it sound new, which is awesome yeah how many songs are being written right now by like a lot like, that's crazy you have the same finite amount of no if you to, to boil it all down to one statement because i think we're running out of time here to, to boil it all down to one thing is just like when when composing music composing any work of art you have the same finite number of notes in a story that's its characters, its setting, its basic plot. You, you borrow from these notes and you change it up. You change the melody into something that sounds good, sounds complete, and is completely new. And and you can do that with any anything. You can do that when you put, you know, a paint paintbrush to the canvas. You can do that when you start sitting down to type or when you're sitting down at the keyboard to start composing a new song. All of these are pre-existing notes. But can you turn them into a song that you'd like to listen to and, and hopefully people out there like to listen to? Yes. Well that, said. That's how you get to be Next original. time you sit down and you 
want to write something, just think to think back <laughs> to everything you've ever seen and yeah. draw from it. I'm sure if you've ever written anything, you already know this, yeah. but sometimes it's just helpful to hear it. Thank you for listening in on our second episode. We are new to the podcast game and would love to hear feedback from you all, our fellow creators. Reach out to us at thecreatingpodcast at gmail.com. That's T-H-E creating podcast at gmail.com. You'll still be able to find us and listen to new episodes at anchor.fm slash creating. Additionally, episodes are now available on Google Podcasts and Spotify. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us at creating podcast. Join us next week for our discussion on collaboration.